Welcome to the Werfel Trophy podcast at werfeltrophy.org. Hello, everyone. My name is Tom Brussell. Thanks so much for joining us. With these podcasts, we hope to bring you stories of great things that are happening around college football. Those stories coming from our past recipients, past nominees, and friends of the Werfel Trophy. Our guest today is one of those people that I just referenced that's doing great things in college football. He's the executive director of the College Football Playoff, Mr. Bill Hancock. Bill, thanks so much for joining us. Great to have you with us today. Tom, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I guess I I could have introduced you as when you're watching the national championship game on the left of your screen, the gentleman that's handing the trophy to the winning coach each year, that's you, right? (laughs) (laughs) And my my duty that night is make sure I don't drop the trophy. Yeah, yeah, and you've held them both. (laughs) You've held the BCS and this one. Bill, let's go back to your let's go back to your life prior to all this. I mean the young guy growing up in Oklahoma. Tell us about about your past because it's very, very intriguing. It's a great life. Well, grew up in a small town in Oklahoma where sports was number one on everybody's radar screen. Uh back then mostly it was baseball and college football. And um wanted to actually when I went to college I thought I might become a classical piano player that was really my dream um but i had been a good i was i was a big fish in a small pond in terms of musical ability uh but got to college and realized i didn't have near the skills nor near the single-mindedness to make that happen so switched over into journalism and that led me to a career in college athletics Wow, that's amazing. And from what I understand, not only in football, but in basketball as well, the first executive director of the Final Four, correct? Yeah. Before 1989, when I joined the staff, two or three people were managing the Final Four and said, let's have one person uh, take it on. And they called me and said, would you be interested in coming to talk to us about this? And I said, you bet. So I uh, joined the staff there, spent 16 years there, uh, loved it. Never had a day where I wasn't happy to go to work. Um, 16 selection weekends in that, in that bunker with a selection committee is, is something that you never forget. Uh, and then I got a call, um, well, 14 years ago saying, would you like to come uh, join the, the BCS? And I said, you bet. I've always having been a college football fan all my life and love the game and just know the importance of college football in our society it was a no-brainer for me to leave the ncaa and come over to football bill let's talk a little bit about football before the bcs i think some of our younger listeners probably couldn't believe this but for i don't know a number of years 70 80 years the national champions in college football were were determined by sports writers right and and sometimes before the bowl games were even played yep that's exactly right there were two polls uh, one by sports writers and another by coaches, and they would just through a voting process they would de- they would determine the national champion. And for a long time, the coaches' poll did uh, come out before the bowl games, so the bowl games were merely exhibitions as far as the coaches' poll was concerned. And, and young people probably wouldn't believe this part either, but in many years there were there were co-champions the reporters would choose one team and the coaches would choose a different team. Um, and that's what led to the creation of the BCS because the, 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 so many times the best teams would not meet in the bowl games. 
So two of them or three of them more could both all win their bowl games and all have a case to be the national champion. And the leader said, no, this isn't right. Let's set up a system where the best teams can play each other in a bowl game for the national championship. And that happened more than not in the BCS. The BCS worked. Uh, it lasted a generation. It lasted 16 years, was very successful. Uh, but it was time to move on, and, uh, and that's when the college football playoff was created. Yeah, before BCS, you hit the nail on the head. You could have a undefeated Pac-10 team, as they were known back then, or Pac-8 playing the Big Ten in the Rose Bowl. You have somebody else down in the uh, in another bowl game, the Orange Bowl, playing another a team with one loss. And then you might have a team like back in the day, Notre Dame, who some who for the longest time said we're not going to go to a bowl. So it was really it was really a, a if we would have had sports talk radio back then, it would have been a great uh, a, a great arena, <laughs> wouldn't it? And really, the, the opportunity for national championship game then was either in the Rose Bowl, where Big Ten and Pac-10 would meet, or if an independent was one of the candidates. So that independent could be a wild card, and it could go play the Big 8 champion or the Southwest Conference champion in the Cotton Bowl or the Orange Bowl. Um, and, and, but, but what happened was, when there became independence, Notre Dame joined a conference. Miami joined a conference. I mean, not Notre Dame, excuse me. Penn State joined a conference. Miami joined a conference. So that was two of the big independents out of the pool. And, and, and that further reduced the chances of number one and two playing in a bowl game, leading to the creation of the BCS. And that's exactly what what they called you for was not only to put one and two in a bowl game. What you said, it it did work. But you also had other BCS matchups with other teams around the country too, right? Yeah, you know, one of the great things about bowl, the bowls overall is that it creates interconference matchups uh, that would never happen otherwise. Uh, is LSU going to go play Central Florida or is Auburn going to go play Purdue? Probably not, but they do get to play in a bowl game, and that's one of the great intriguing things where the bowl system has evolved through the years. It creates those very exciting, unusual uh, kind of matchups. Well, the BCS, like you said, it did its job. I think only, what, maybe once or twice where you had a little bit of – I don't want. I don't know if the word controversy is right, but I think in '04 Auburn might say that or whatever. Because if you have three teams, then it makes it a little more difficult. But uh, for the most part, number one, number two, or or one A and one B played each other, right? Yep, they did. Uh, the BCS was much better than the previous systems, and uh, people realized it. It, it, it worked. Well, you, again, like you said, Bill, you got another call, and it was for what everybody was really, really beating the hammer for, and that is some type of playoff system. And uh, the marketing genius, you guys called it the college football playoff, right? And that's exactly what it was. <laughs> and, man, it is wor- it's working. Talk about that. Well, it's extremely successful, extremely popular among fans. Uh, finally, we have a tournament at the end of the season to decide the national champion. And one of the real beauties of it is, is that participants in the, in the tournament are decided by their performance during the regular season. Um, you have to follow the regular season every week if you're a college football fan. And certainly if you're a team, 
you have to be on your toes every week. Uh, so right now we have a great combination of the most meaningful regular season in sports along with a postseason that, that's captivating. It really is something, and one of the things that I noticed right out of the shoot in, in year one of the college football playoff was, and I love the Heisman Trophy to death. I love it because they're a partner of ours in the National College Football Award Association, but the Heisman Trophy seemed to be the talk every week after week. Who has a shot at the Heisman? Who shot the shot at the Heisman? Now it's the college football playoff. Who's going to be the fi- final four teams? I mean, there's a television show de- de- dedicated to it each week with Reese and the guys, you know? Yeah, it, it really works. And, and uh, you know, the fact is, our game is so popular. People love college football. And if we can add, a, a, what we did was to add a postseason that, that really uh, means something and adds even more pizzazz to it. So we're, we're delighted with the system that we have. Several years ago, I was interviewing uh, Coach Bowden for one of our podcasts and just about his life, and I asked him, and this was right before the college football playoff, right when it was getting started, and I asked him about it, and he goes in his voice, you know, I don't, I don't think so. No, I, I, I like it the way it was. Oh, I was playing golf with him last November in, uh, down in Orlando, and, and he said, you know, Tom, I've been thinking about what I told you a few years back. I said, what's that, Coach? He goes, about, about the playoff, that playoff thing. You know, he goes, we finished in the top four 14 straight years, you know. If, if, you know, if we'd have had it, then maybe we'd have played for a few more national championships than the one we did. I kind of <laughs> like it now. <laughs> so you, you've got Coach Bowden on your side now because he thinks it's working. And, and it really is. It really is working. It's fantastic. Yeah. But Coach Bowden was such a great influence on college football for so many years. Sometimes I think about what his life would have been like, how different his career would have been if there had been a college football playoff. Um, as he said, he would have been in it some years, a lot of years, but there would have been other years where he wasn't in it. And there would have been more pressure on him to get into the, to the playoff. Um, so I think about Coach Bryant, Coach Bowden, Bud Wilkinson, Chef Jordan, just going, yeah, and, and Kirk Jordan, for one, I, I, I'd love to see him in the news conference getting ready to play in a college football playoff championship game. If you could go back and relive those days, uh, that would have been quite an adventure. What, wouldn't that have been priceless? Let me ask you this, Bill. Did you th- ever think we'd be at a time where we are right now where there's only four active coaches to have won? a national championship, and it would have been three if Les Miles hadn't come back to, to, to coach at Kansas. Wow, I had not heard that. And Urban, won- Urban was the other, and Urban stepped aside, so now Les is back in. But, you know, it's, it's, it's Nick, it's Dabo, it's Jimbo, and uh, Les. All first-name guys, you know. <laughs> I wonder if, if you had posed that question 25 years ago, how many there would have been? I don't know, but that's fascinating. I love it. I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, man. Well, let me ask you one more before we close, Bill. Four, you know, 14 years ago, we decided to put an award together for college football based on community service, and it's just really ironic the number of players that we have had out of our past recipients of the Werfel Trophy participating either in the BCS championship game 
or the college football playoff. It started off with Joel Pinton, and I remember calling you, asking you for that ten, uh, your permission to run that ten seconds that we got on Fox. That was great. But then you had Sam <laughs> Ocho, had Sam Ocho at Texas, Tim Tebow, Barrett Jones, Ty Darlington at Oklahoma, and this past year, Drew Tranquil. Just kind of a loaded question, but where do you think the the Werfel Trophy, the award for community service in college football, combined with on the field and a classroom, where do, where does that fit? Well, our student athletes in not only football but also men's women's basketball and all the other sports are by and large such great people, and but unfortunately, doing cool things for your community is not newsworthy. What's newsworthy is getting in trouble. And so what I love about what you're doing is it recognizes people for contributing to their communities. And I see a Barrett Jones winning this, and I think it's great, and Ty Darlington and all the others. But what I see is they are representing all of the athletes who are doing the right thing. And I just so much appreciate your y'all bringing attention to those athletes. Well, that's exactly the the mission of our award. It's not to, it's not a byproduct is handing out an award here in Fort Walton Beach, Florida each each uh, February and having the the recipient come here. But but through our recipients, through our finalists, through our nominees, shining a spotlight on those young men that are doing good things. So hopefully, those younger kids in those communities will see that. Hey, I can, uh, when I play sports, I can make a difference off the field too. And not only can I, but that's, that's a nice thing to do. It's a cool thing to do. And, and if you're a Christian, that's what we are called to do. Correct. Yep. I I love it. Uh, the motto of, uh, lead your life in such a way that people will want to know you and your God. Final question, Bill, what, what's, let's look forward this year. Tell us where the playoff games are in 2019 and then the 20 game. The semifinals this year will be at the Peach Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl. Oh, two and good ones. Leading, yeah. Leading, yeah, great great destinations for the four teams, athletes and bands and fans who will be able to go to Atlanta and, and Phoenix. Uh, and then the championship game at a historic site in college football, uh, New Orleans. It, it won't be the Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl will be played a week before and, and, and the normal date. But the championship game will be there on January 13th, a great destination city, and just a site of so much lore, so much tradition, so many wonderful things that have happened in college football in, in New Orleans, and we'll be back for more this year. You know, it's the oldest dome stadium that's still working in college football. When you walk in there, it seems still seems like one of the newest. It's amazing yep. how it it's stood the test of time. Hey, Bill, thanks so much for taking the time today we really appreciate it Do you have any any final words for our listeners it's been a joy having you on well thank you and i just want to say keep, keep up the good work and uh, you're you're just doing wonderful things for communities and for young people and, and i just i just can't thank you enough for what y'all are doing and thanks to everything you do bill and thanks for joining us we'll do it again take care okay thanks take care